Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today on the podcast, in collaboration with MBAgradschools.com, we are speaking with Georg. Originally from Austria, he recently finished his MBA at St. Gallen in Switzerland and used the degree to make a double jump, moving out of R&D and into the world of carbon intelligence and sustainability. Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast. Would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? My name is Georg. I'm originally from Austria, and I did my MBA at the University of St. Gallen in Switzerland. Perfect. So you come from an engineering background with with a more recent focus on data analytics as well as energy consumption. Would you kindly walk us through your career to date? Sure. Um, Yeah, basically I did my bachelor's and master's in polymer science and engineering at the University of Leoben in Austria, which is a very small university specialized on mining, material science and oil and gas. And that was an excellent foundation, basically, in engineering subjects and gave me a great understanding of the materials of polymers. And after graduating from my master's, I had to decide if I wanted to stay in academia. So I had several offers to pursue a PhD um, or go to work in the industry. And back then, many of my classmates they actually stayed in, in academia and did a PhD. And I thought, no, I want to do something different after six years of studying. Um, so I decided to went uh, to go into uh, the industry and started in a material R&D role at a company based in Vienna, Austria. Um, I worked there in the materials development for industrial compressors. And... Yeah, with that company, I got the the possibility to to go to the United States, to Texas, where they had a production plant, and it was still a very technical role there. But I was more of the the link or the liaison between the R and D headquarters in Vienna and the production in Houston, uh, which was yeah a very interesting role. But then after two years. In the U.S., the company decided to close the plant in Texas. And so I went back to to Europe because the stay was also planned only for two years initially. And I went back to Austria and changed company again um, in the polymer industry. But this time I worked for a polymer producer like a producer of polyolefins that are used a lot in the automotive industry or in infrastructure. And there I was also working in a very technical role once more in the materials lab where I developed test methods and um, uh, material data for uh, advanced simulation. It was, again, a position being the link between the simulation group, the lab, and kind of a, a connecting role. And then before moving out of this 
technical role into something more um, related to product management or project management. I transferred to uh, Switzerland for private reasons and changed company again. And this was where I got a little bit tired actually of starting over in R&D roles and not making making the move out of R&D into different roles because I always changed the company for yeah mostly private reasons actually and then had to start over to get to know the company and and work your way up and get more responsibilities and so I I started in this time in the furniture industry um, a company that is producing hinges and roller systems for furniture um, their market leader and uh, the biggest customer is IKEA for example and there I yeah was again in a R&D related role but then I kind of carved out a project for myself um, because it was a topic close to my heart. I was part of a project team um, evaluating the potential of a data lake to collect all kinds of different data in the organization. And this is when I realized that we were actually collecting energy consumption data of many of the products and production machines. And this is when I initiated a project where I evaluated this energy data to come up with um, CO2 balances and find out which are the products um, which have or which are most resource intense. And that was something that that really sparked the fire and I really enjoyed digging into this data, come up with dashboards and and create reports based on on real production data. And after initiating this project, I, this is when I decided to pursue an, an MBA to, to understand also more of the business side and get the bigger picture of how you can make an impact, not only from an R&D perspective, but from a strategic uh, company perspective as well. It's really interesting. It's quite entrepreneurial of you, really, to think, you know, to to pursue that outside of your probably your your the scope of work that you already had. Um, so it's quite entrepreneurial of you. It's really interesting. And so you kind of touched upon it already your motivation for doing an MBA when you were enrolling. What was your your thought that you wanted to pursue? Well, that's actually a good question. I I had an an a postgraduate degree basically already in mind for quite some time and I was thinking about an MBA quite often already but then I, I didn't really know if it was the right thing for me um, where it would take me if it would put me on the right path and basically what made me apply for it for the MBA then was exactly this um, general trend i would say towards sustainability that i saw with this project in in my job that that there that it is a topic where you can make an impact but i also saw that only from an r d uh, role you can only do so much and i always wanted to understand also more of 
like how how the economy works, how how things are connected, and this is when I thought that an MBA might be uh, a good a good way to to learn about different aspects of the business. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely jumped jumped in at the right time. I mean, sustainability is such a huge, huge topic now, and and as a consultant, so many projects coming in are around the net zero strategy of X Y Z company. Um, so it, it's it's really it's quite quite strategic of you um, to choose this this path. <laughs> um, so then, how did you go about choosing your program, and why the University of Saint Gallen? Um, yeah, when I was thinking about doing an MBA, or in general, I think if you think about doing an MBA, it's always important to have in mind where you want to end up afterwards in terms of region, because I was also considering programs in the United States, for example, um, because I was living there already. And then then I figured out for myself that my goal was actually to to stay in Europe and mainly in the in the Dach region, meaning Germany, Austria, Switzerland. And then it became obvious to me that the University of St. Gallen was the right place to go to because um, it has a very good reputation, especially in the in the German-speaking world also. And, and that's why I, I ended up there. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, actually, what you said about considering um, your desired like location for after the MBA. Um, I was living in Asia before I did mine and really considered going to school in Singapore. Um, and actually, not that I really wanted to leave Singapore necessarily, but I just kind of thought with the visa restrictions, it's just kind of, it's making everything like just that one step harder for yourself. Um, and I think if you really want to be somewhere, I understand that. But I know for me, it was, yeah, it was an important consideration. Yeah, and I think especially from from the regional consideration, it's because the yeah what everybody says is the the network that you build through the MBA. And now after after doing it, I I can completely second that that um, throughout this year, like in St. Gallen, it's a one year program. Um, I built a very very strong network in the area, and and that helps of course afterwards. Uh, when looking for jobs or starting out in in a job yeah no absolutely and um, so it's a one-year program so tell us about what your um your experience with the um with the course was like overall I would say it was a fantastic experience but yeah given the the special circumstances related to the pandemic um, of course expectations did not um or, or were maybe different in the beginning because yeah nobody knew how the how the the year would turn out afterwards so we had two months in the beginning um where there were still face-to-face classes and after that everything went online um, but these two months in the beginning were absolutely crucial to get to know your classmates and yeah back then we also could have drinks after class which helped to socialize and get to know the people better and yeah, I still remember day one of the program where you you meet all for the first time, and and to be honest, I was a bit uh, nervous about who all these driven and ambitious people would be, and if that would be the right thing for me. Um, and then, yeah, those doubts were blown away within the first couple of days, where we had like team building events, and and then you find out that everybody is just cooking with water 
And after that, it was a great learning experience because we had um, a, a program of about 45 people from 30 different nation nationalities and from different backgrounds. And it was great to, to work with them in, in groups. And, and this is also what I heard before doing the MBA. Most of the people that I talked to said, yeah, the, the most important thing of the program or the, the most valuable part are the people that you meet. And, and this is definitely true because it's, it's also fun to learn new things and go to classes, but then working with your peers is what actually um, makes the whole experience. Yeah, I think that's so true. And 45 is quite a small class as well. So you must have kind of gotten to know everyone really well. Yes, I think also this is one one of the reasons why why I signed up for for the program in St. Gallen because it's a rather small program, and also the university I did my undergrad and masters um, was a small school, and I really appreciated this close network that you build because you really get to know the people very well, and that also creates strong bonds for that last for long. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think especially when you've gone through something as um, as kind of extreme as the, not just the MBA, but also doing it during COVID as well. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, what about, do you, were there any kind of like particular, I guess, challenges or benefits that you felt you had coming from your, your engineering background? Um, coming from an engineering background, I think it helped me a lot when it came to, uh, when it came to strategy classes or when we were going through um, daily business news and we were looking at what was going on in the markets. And it helped me a lot because I have seen quite a few industries throughout my pre-MBA career. And for example, in oil and gas, when I was living in Houston, I learned a lot about the industry there. And then when you read in the business news uh, some some stories about companies from the oil and gas industry, you immediately have this connection to the technology behind it. And I think that helped a lot um, also to understand strategic issues of companies. And this is where I also could see that this was one benefit that I had compared to my classmates to to be a little bit more aware sometimes of the technicalities behind it. And then having my classmates coming from business backgrounds um, that could fill in in discussions on more on the business side and that kind of created super fruitful discussions. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think it's having those like that combination of mixed backgrounds, isn't it? And I guess that's why schools put so much focus on having a, a diverse class because that way you get you get kind of both sides of the story. Yeah, and that was that was also for me a great learning experience, I would say, to um, see that that you actually, as an engineer, also have valuable knowledge that can help understand business issues. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so moving away from the MBA for a second and more just towards your general sort of area of expertise, um, obviously, as Kristen mentioned, sustainability is a, like such a hot topic right now. Um, and it's something that affects all of us and that we should all be kind of focusing on. What do you think is the biggest challenge that companies face when they're looking to improve their energy consumption and balance their CO2 emissions? Um, yeah, that's kind of a big question. Um, but <laughs> I think... <laughs> 
one of the biggest challenges maybe because I think it 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 is clear to many companies that that on the long run it will be necessary to reduce um, the consumptions or change the sources of of energy to renewable energy of course we're facing some other issues there and it's not easy for a big industrial company to change their um, the way they produce things from one day to the other and i think this is one of the challenges that companies face now that or that requires courage also to to invest because it won't be enough on the long run to just um, change the source of energy that a company is is using um, i think on the long run to really reach um, the net zero goals of 2050 um, it will require to create new value chains and to, to change the way things are made and as a consumer you can only create a certain um, pressure by the way or the, the goods you consume but then bigger corporations are the ones who can actually cre create much more impact by changing the way they do things and I think this is where it needs uh, courage and investments that might fail, uh, some of them, and others might be successful. And I think this is, this is where it needs uh, companies to take action. And how optimistic do you feel about us kind of like collectively as a society, I suppose, like actually, actually meeting those, those goals? It's, it's another big question. And we are still slow in in moving into that direction but the whole topic got more or gets more and more traction these days when you read uh, literature about it um, there are definitely things that will be different in the future we we can't stop uh, certain changes but you also read positive signals that it's not too late and that there is actually uh, still room to, to change things, but it can't be done by an individ individual or individual country. It's something that needs to be tackled uh, in a more holistic approach and where you need not only um, individuals, companies, but also states and nations with certain regulations to, to push the whole thing in, into the, the right direction and, and get more, more and more momentum behind it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting thing to think about, I suppose. Um, like for me, sustainability and, and things, it's something I feel very strongly is important, but I just don't really know that much about it. Um, although I'm trying to learn and it's just, it feels like people are beginning to recognise the increasing urgency of it. So let's hope so, I guess. And of course, it's always difficult to, to change habits of people and and. This is, I think, this is the contribution that everyone, each and every one of us, can can do is to really also adapt in our daily lives how we do things or yeah reuse uh, or, or things or don't use single use plastics and and this is where everybody can can make a limited impact but I think this helps a lot to create uh, the the awareness. In, in the society but then it needs more than that and and this is where 
where regulations and policies um, could help to to initiate change. Going back to um, to your experience, so our final question is, where do you go from here and what's next for you? That's a good one. And that was also one, one reason for why I did the MBA <clears throat> was because it is always difficult to make a a double change for example changing company and position and for me it was clear that i wanted to do something more related to sustainability and also in in a different role not in an r&d role and this is where the mba helped me a lot to 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 um how do you say to to facilitate um or to leverage this this change and with my final project i i changed industry into the sports industry with a sustainability and circular economy project and now this helped me also in my job search after the mba because i'm currently in yeah final negotiations i would say for an offer in the sports industry also in a strategic position or like innovation and strategy um, with a big focus on sustainability as well. And I think this is a change of career for me that I would not have been able to do without the MBA. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Um, And it's great. I think the projects um, that you do kind of towards the end of an MBA, if you know what you're, if you know what you want to do next and you have a clear idea of how it can benefit you, um, it just shows how valuable it can be. And this is... Yeah, it was not easy to to get or carve out this project. Um, it took a lot of um, perseverance, uh, talking to people, to companies. And I think this is something that I would also recommend doing to anyone. If, if you have a, a plan or a vision of what you want to do, then it sometimes takes time. But if you follow through, I think at the end of the day, Uh, the chances are high that it pays off. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.